Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. Jesus was a rule breaker. He was a total rule breaker, and that was not a clickbait title. I honestly sat and I thought about it through all of the writings of Jesus, and I'm like, you know what? He was a rule breaker against the law that was against humanity. If you look at the Jewish practice, what, they had 613 or 633, I'm not sure how many rules, I think it's 613, but I could be wrong, on how to live. Can you imagine? I mean, nobody can live up to that. We've got 10 commandments and they're hard enough. (laughs) But today in the gospel, Jesus was at a high priest's dinner and he said, he asked to everyone, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? Because a guy there was sick. They all looked at each other. Nobody said anything. And then Jesus grabbed the sick guy's hand, healed him, turned around and looked at all of the other people just watching who didn't say a word and said, which one of you would not tend to your ox if they were thirsty or needed tending? Maybe they hurt their leg or something. Would you not tend to your animal? And that's an animal. And this is a person. And in that question, he said, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? That was a law. So that's why he's a rule breaker. That's why he turned over the tables in the temple and called them all out for being thieves. Because the poor people who came every year had to bring an unblemished animal or two turtle doves or whatever it was. And if there was a blemish, they would say, oh, we can't take this lamb. You got to buy one from us. So it was a total sham, a total scam. But the people didn't know, and the people were just rule followers. I am no longer a rule follower. I think about the past week when my husband and I were down in Tennessee. We went to a huge grocery store called Publix. I, myself, we don't have a Publix up here. Um, But anyway, it's a big grocery store chain. And they had an exit on the left and an entrance on the right, but we were parked on the left. So I started going in through the outdoor, (laughs) leave it to me. And my husband goes, honey, that's the exit. And I looked at him like, so like, really, are you kidding me with that? So then I started calling him rule follower boy, because that is who he is. 
I remember back in the day when we would go into stores, when we were told by our state that they were following the guidelines of the CDC. Guidelines of the CDC are not laws. In America, you have to make a law through Congress. So it was a suggestion. A guideline is a suggestion. But then when you have your governor saying, hey, I'm following those guidelines, and then puts out this big, massive ordinance to all of the businesses to say that you have to have masks, and if you're in a restaurant, you can only have 50 people, and they have to be separated by X, Y, Z. You know, if you're a hairdresser, you can't do anything. You have to shut down completely or wear your mask. Again, (laughs) after a very short period of time, this chick wasn't wearing a mask anywhere. And I didn't have a problem having people look at me and give me the eye because I knew that masks didn't work. As a matter of fact, I didn't just know that masks didn't work. I knew that masks made you sicker because there are studies out there, but they took them down off of Google. At least they took them down off of the first four or five pages of searching on Google. But my whole, and okay, let me go back to my husband, the rule follower. So he would be wearing his mask. He said, I don't mind wearing it. I said, dude, you are making yourself sick, breathing in your own bacteria. You need to get that mask off your face. It was a big issue for me. And he did sometimes, but toward the end, he did eventually walk in without the mask on, but it took him a long time. And I know that that is how the evil one has duped all of us to be little rule followers, to look up to whoever is in quote unquote authority and to say, well, they must know. They must know because they have a lab coat on and a stethoscope around their neck, or they must know because they're in a suit in the government. Although if you're Fetterman, (laughs) you're wearing sweats and a hoodie. So really it's a matter of knowing the right thing to do. Not having anyone force you into doing anything. So if you look at back then, you look at companies that were forcing their employees to get the jab in order to keep their job. The government was doing the same thing in the military. You had other companies who said, okay, well, you have to wear a mask and if you don't get the vax. So other people, because they didn't want to wear the mask, got it just to not wear the mask. And then they had to wear masks again because the vax wasn't working. This is at my husband's company. I'm not speaking out of turn here. It's not like I'm saying something I don't know. This happened at his company. People went out and got the vaccine because they were tired of wearing the mask. And then (laughs) the vaccine didn't work. So everyone started freaking out again. And then their company went back to masks for everybody. And you have to feel bad for those people who made decisions so that they can have another freedom or another right. But in the end, here in America, nobody was able to force anybody to do anything. It's unconstitutional. That's why when Biden's administration wanted the FAA to keep the masks on the planes for everyone, even when masks were being pretty much eliminated everywhere else, They took it to court. They got sued. And they said that they were going to fight it. 
Well, where did that go? That was a couple of years ago. You can't fight it because it's against the law. So that's where we need to be right fighters, rule breakers in these societal norms, the going along to get along, the people that don't want to say anything because we don't want to have anyone get upset with us or we don't want to cause a big debate on social media. That's exactly what we should be doing. So we need to look at what is going on in this world. Stand up when the time is right. Stand up for what is wrong. Speak out and help protect others who are being victimized. We've got this whole transgender thing that's going on. Are we standing up for these kids? Even though a lot of people think, well, would you rather have a daughter that's alive or a daughter that turned into a son who's, or I said that the wrong way, a, an alive daughter who wants to be a son or a dead daughter. I mean, come on, fear, always fear. And then you have countries that are trying to make laws that can take children away from their parents. This is insane. So again, we have to stand up to this tyranny and we have to stand up for what is right. We have to be righteous people in this world, just human beings doing the right thing, loving ourselves, loving our neighbors, of course, keeping God first, because if we don't have God in the center of our hearts, we're not going to have that courage to stand up and to speak. We're going to fall back into fear and into what we call vanity, which is a disordered relationship with what people think about you. If you are still, still worried about what people think about you, you gotta pray for detachment. Lord, help me detach from this world so that you can live for the audience of one. It should just be a thought about your salvation and where you're going to be in eternity. That should be alone where you say, okay, I would rather be in heaven than worry about whether Susie thinks that I'm nice enough about this vax or this situation that's going on in the world or my opinion about the horrific mutilation of children when we come to the gender dysphoria stuff or whatever the topic is. Whatever it is, we need to not care about what other people think of us. If it is righteous, if it is goodly, if it is godly, if it is helping someone and standing up for the right things, even though you're the only one standing. I heard a video, it was a teacher, whole class is there. And the teacher says, okay, you, this one person, since you didn't do X or whatever, you're absolutely out of this class. You have no credits blah, blah, blah. And that person left the room and the teacher turned around and said, look at you, because it didn't impact you directly, none of you stood up and said a thing for her. The girl came back. It was like this little experiment. And it just goes to show, okay, do we stand up for our fellow 
person, our fellow neighbor, when they're not being treated right? Do we step in or do we just stand there because, well, it doesn't affect me? And that, my friends, is where a lot of us are. And we don't, (laughs) I mean, I think God is going to make some things directly affect us. Look at what's happening with this quote-unquote war that we're seeing. I do not have time to get into it today, but you should be looking and discerning and going to alternative news and really researching what is going on. Get off of the cable news stations. I'm talking about Fox as well. You got to find alternative places. Go look on alternative search engines as well so that you can... (laughs) You can really dig and say, okay, let's go back because we're not being told the truth. I'll get into that in another time, but I do have to run. Let's finish with prayer. I do want to ask, speaking of prayer, if you all can pray for me, it's supposed to be a lot of construction in the terminal that I'm leaving today to go to Providence, Rhode Island. They've already said we might have major delays. So (laughs) I pray that I don't have major delays Um, at least I'm speaking tomorrow. So I do have some time to get there and just for safe travels. I don't know. Always nice to ask for prayers when I feel like I need them. And also for a family member who's still battling some illness, two family members now, um, just heard news last night. So I've got some things going on in my world that I would love it. If you would pray, if you have it in your heart, let's pray now together. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, come into our hearts and our souls and our minds and help us be the best Christians we can be. Courageous Christians who stand up for rightness, who live virtuous lives, lives, (laughs) who love one another and don't care about what other people think. We do the right thing at the right time, with love. So Lord, please put in our hearts what is right and put in our hearts that courage and that love so that we can help others who are struggling, who are being duped, who are filled with fear, who they themselves are not exactly sure of rules and not rules and what they should do to be righteous, virtuous people. Help us also in all of our trials, everything that's going on in our life, please give us some peace. Help us to trust you and know that this is sanctifying us or sanctifying others. So the best that we can do is to deal with everything with your grace asking you constantly to fill us with your peace so that again, we can be a witness to our faith to you, Lord, but also help ourselves to be calm in the situation so that we don't ourselves get ill and sick by raising our cortisol levels and not sleeping and therefore wallowing in our emotions, the negative ones, and therefore putting those genes that are illness-creating genes on fire in our body. 
We know that when we have peace and we rest in you, our bodies will do the same. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Guardian angel, please guide us, lead us, and protect us. Amen. Okay. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for being on this journey with me. I just had <clears throat> a thought. We haven't talked about world events and things that are going on out there. And I just want to give you all a little tidbit that Jesus wasn't always the law-abiding guy, you know? Yes, he said, I did not come to abolish the law. I came to fulfill it. But he also came to show that laws need to be focused on humanity, <laughs> right? And not just a law being a law. And also in today's world, laws that are out there that are interpreted as laws aren't even laws in most cases. So we ought to be looking at the wording. Be aware of changes in your governmental policies. Be aware of changes in vocabulary. They changed the definition of what a vaccine is. It no longer is something that prevents you from getting sick. Come on now. So then what? A vaccine is a roll the dice thing? I mean, come on. All right, I'm... I'm stopping. <laughs> okay. I love you all, everyone. Find something more with God, soul, mind, and body. And if you can pray for me for this event, it's going to be all about praying and the spiritual battle and how we need to pray incessantly all the time throughout our day. So let's remember to do that. Thank you for your prayers. I love you all and have a blessed and inspired day.